Where's Charbonnet? Nobody knows. And by the end of the night, maybe UCLA fans forgot about him. No, they did not happen. That did not happen. But the Bruins, again, march on to victory. 8-1 and one overall, 5-1 and one in the Pac-12 play. And as I mentioned before, toughest road game left for the Bruins. Toughest non-USC game. And Arizona State made it tough for the Bruins. Although UCLA wins it 50-36, to 36, wasn't out without a little hairy moment early, hairy moment late, and a lot of dominance in between. Let's talk about it and react to this bad boy, baby, because UCLA equally looked super dominant and also made everybody kind of bite out of the nails, you know, get a little nervous at the end when ASU turned what was a three-score lead, similar to that Washington game, into a one-score game late, except this time UCLA took the football, went down the field. As Chip Kelly put it, when everybody knows you're going to run the football, and you have to run the football, and you can run the football, that's important. That's a very kind of paraphrased quote of what he said, but when they know you can, you have to run the football, and you're going to run the football, and you can, that is sheer dominance. UCLA, the story was Zach Charbonnet sitting there in uniform on the sideline, if you're watching at home, and not in the game. There's been reports of him not being getting a lot of first-team reps in practice, not if any, not at all during the week, bandaged up. We've seen this already before with UCLA and Zach Charbonnet, where he did not play in a single part of the game, I believe, against the Alabama State game, also in ASU. Whatever it is, ASU, Alabama State, or Arizona State, something about that. Zach Charbonnet, a mysterious non-participant for UCLA. In the end, while he is a story, and that will be dived in more on a Reaction Monday the story is DTR, Kaz Allen, and UCLA making plays. Let's revisit those keys quickly. I talked about UCLA's tight end group versus Arizona State's tight end group. Well, it wasn't exactly a 50-50. Overall, for Arizona State's tight ends, Jalen Conyers had about 6-7 to seven catches, 66 yards. They had a tight end make a touchdown catch at the End of the game at some point, or the early part of the game, Swenson for ASU, one of their two tight ends. UCLA's tight ends, Ezeki and Hudson Habermill, combined for two catches for 25 yards, albeit a touchdown, and UCLA was able to keep Conyers under control. So I talked about tight ends being an X factor. Well, UCLA, we're not going to go deep into the blocking and the run scheming of everything, but in the receiving game, which didn't have too much to do with the game for UCLA's offense, they made a touchdown catch. That was key. The ASU, the ASU tight ends made one touchdown catch. Eh, kind of a wash, especially in one night when UCLA was, one, so dominant, able to run the ball, and two, just so effective on third down as they've been all year. Regardless of my keys, UCLA went back to things they've been dominant and effective on, despite who may or may not have been on the field. Again, DTR. Fantastic. Over 100 yards rushing. Kaz Allen, over 100 yards rushing. Keegan Jones, one two-yard stumble forward at any point of the game, two yards forward, and he gets 100 yards. Even even at the end for UCLA, when you go down the rest of the, the numbers, Colson Yankoff, almost 50 yards rushing. So UCLA, 402 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, put up 50 points against ASU, and... They almost had four separate 50-yard rushers. DTR by himself had more rushing yards than Arizona State in the whole game. And DTR didn't even lead the Bruins in rushing. Kaz Allen, nice to see Kaz Allen break off for big touchdowns, big plays. 
75 yards. I talked about another key, UCLA's big plays versus Arizona State's ability to force turnovers. Interception, fumble. UCLA, Kaz Allen, one touch, 75-yard touchdown. I kind of mentioned from a 40 to 70-yard range, 40-plus yard range would be a big play. Well, Kaz Allen also had a 40-plus yard receiving play, and you had Kaz Allen with a 75-yard touchdown. So those two kind of went for a wash, but of course, with UCLA making big plays, running down their throat, it didn't really matter in the end. So offensively, UCLA made big plays to counteract ASU's ability. Again, first throw from DTR is a pick. And again, I think for the 11th straight game, the Arizona State defense, regardless who they face, forced an interception. But again, UCLA put up 50 points on the board, and that's what truly matters. Going to the defensive end, my final key for the game came in. If UCLA could get over that sack-and-a-half number, to three tackles for loss, close to that number, that I mentioned on the Friday episode before coming into this game, that if UCLA could do that, they would probably have dominated or have a function of the game where they dominated at points and ASU wouldn't have been successful. Well, a large part in the middle portion of the game when ASU was stuck around the 10-point margin and before they eventually got up and scampered up to 36 points, UCLA saw what? Darius Mwasau, untouched for a sack. Two tackles for loss for Darius Mwasau. Leatu Latu, half a sack, half a tackle for a loss. Grayson Murphy off the edge, a sack, and two tackles for a loss to tie Darius Mwasa for both the team lead. Overall, UCLA, three sacks, six tackles for loss, which is a key for the Bruins to slow down. Uh, a sneaky good ASU offense, which really picked things up late to figure it out in the fourth quarter. You know, even across town, albeit in LA, USC had a similar type late game scare. And they seem to get more respect than the Bruins are against the team who had the same record, this time for the Bruins on the road, and both games ended the same. Well, we'll see how the rankings change Monday when it comes, or Tuesday in the college football playoff rankings, AP poll over the weekend. But UCLA should get more respect in a wild shakeup day in college football. Clemson goes down. Bama goes down. Technically, number one, Tennessee goes down, even though a lot of people may have had Georgia as number one. Tennessee goes down, although they probably won't fall by too much. UCLA could very well, as they've done once again, been a top 10 team, prove they were a top 10 team. And while that end game, you know, slight letdown for the Bruins really didn't help them, they went without their best player individually on the field. We cannot argue that. And still ran down ASU's throats, and won the game and put up 50 points. And for a large portion of this game, UCLA, once they got control after that first quarter, after the early part of the game, after they got control, they it, was, it wasn't too close. Arizona State, with a pretty packed crowd, about, it said about 96% of the stadium was full for the Sun Devils. As expected, this would be the top game. I've been explaining and saying, hey, this game, since the bye week, was the one to circle... Yes, of course, USC, Oregon, Utah, and at that time, Washington, all circled. Especially Washington getting that key win on Friday night. That's helpful for the UCLA resume. But more on that later in upcoming episodes. UCLA, this Arizona State game, was going to be a trap game. This was the trap. ASU played a typical trap game. UCLA gets up big, had a chance to try and steal it late, and did the Sun Devils, and UCLA was able to hold off. And for ASU, they're finding some nice pieces, you know. You had 
Well, Valade was 92 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Valade, 89 receiving yards on 10 catches, no touchdowns. Badger, 83 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Conyers, 66 yards on seven catches. Trenton Borgay, 349 yards, two touchdowns, despite being sacked three times. They kind of figured things out. And again, the defense able to do a little bit to mess up UCLA at the end there. But overall, DTR, man, man, is he athletic. Understatement of the year because DTR <laughs> leaps over. When he has a chance to hurdle, it's almost like he has barriers. It's like, all right, when this guy is crouched down to this level, I'm going to try and jump. And then when this guy is a little higher up, I'm going to try and – it's like hurdles. While playing in a football game on the field, he's trying to hurdle a defender. And then if it's a higher – you know, higher launch points trying to get higher. And I think this one against Arizona State may have been the highest that he's done of all the crazy hurdling highlights he has attempted or has successfully, as it seems like so many times this year, done, goes, talks trash, and says gets his team fired up, racing around the field. Although, for some reason, DTR knows how to hurdle defenders, but he doesn't know how to slide down afterwards in a kind of safe way after a, a purely athletic play looks completely unathletic when it comes to sliding down. That is my one caveat when it comes to DTR's pure athleticism. And I think UCLA fans are starting to love and treasure the end of Dorian Thompson Robinson's career as a Bruin. Maybe a little bit too late. It's been a growth period, right? In college football, not every athlete is going to be fan-breaking-tastic off the gate. Or even in the first year and a half, it's a building block. That's why in college football, you stay at least three years. Whether you're a red shirt, whether you're going forward in two years and somehow are draft eligible, whatever it may be, it's a building block. And DTR has taken advantage of this final year and put himself and the Bruins on the map as a team to be reckoned with as we are two weeks away from a very important UCLA-USC battle for the victory bell, Crosstown battle back and forth between the Bruins and the Trojans, but still another game in front for UCLA to not take advantage. Another Arizona school with the Wildcats coming up. We'll detail that and more with Locked On UCLA. Full grades and full reaction on Monday for Locked On UCLA. In the meantime, this was our slightly quick reaction as we're excited for the Bruins to come away with a big, big win. Holding on, you know, it's on the road. Road wins are always tough to come by and get themselves maybe back in the top 25. This little mini episode was brought to you by Bet Online. It's your number one source for all your football betting needs and the start of the new basketball season. UCLA basketball starts on Monday against Sac State. We're excited. All the, later, all the latest player developments, team matchups, and more with in-depth analysis in every game. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They can You can check in on all your favorite games, events, Fastest and easiest way to do that, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about Bet Online, where the game starts. In the meantime, get your hands in the air, Bruins fans. Eight clap time. Eight and one, baby. Eight clap, eight wins. Let's go. Let's get nuts. Here we go. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. U C L A. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. This has been a limited version of Locked On UCLA. Come join the party. Come hit the subscribe button. Come give us some love. Join the support. Thanks for all the love. This has been Locked On UCLA's reaction. Go Bruins!